0: You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Claire's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everyone? Welcome to podcast number 202. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. Never had them on before. It's Justine Kay and Natasha Scott. You've probably heard their podcast, Two Black Girls, One Rose. Never spoken to them before. Like I said, Ashley Spivey has been on their podcast. She's been telling me since this summer when we've been doing the lives, you got to get them on. So we got him on today. We'll get to that in a little bit. So I don't want to go over too much of what I posted yesterday on my column on realitysteve.com. Check it out. It's all the spoilers for this season. As many as I can give you. I don't have the ending in terms of who Tasha is with. I do have her final four. Uh, if you listened to my IG Live with Ashley, we did it last night. And it's going to be a different day going forward. We just never know what day it's going to be, so just pay attention on my Twitter account or on my IG story, and we'll update you on what day the IG Live is going to be. It was Sunday nights since COVID started for about six months. Then it was Tuesday night last week. It was Wednesday this week. I don't know when it's going to be next week, but um, check it out. Uh, We talk a, a little bit Uh, from last night, uh, about the spoilers that I posted, a few other things in Bachelor Nation, and, you know, answered some questions, but from what I know and everything I know, I put in yesterday's column. I I did not really hold anything back in terms of the information I've received. I, Like I said, and I've been saying it in my IG Lives all summer, or not all summer, most recently, that when I did give you the spoilers that I had, it wasn't going to be a detailed episode-by-episode episode breakdown. It was, here's who started the show, here are the guys that Claire eliminated, here are the guys that were left over when Taysha took over, here are the guys that didn't even meet Claire and were just brought in for Tasha, and here's who some of the things that happened with Tasha, and here's her final four, so on and so forth. So uh, there will be more that I'll be giving, uh, I, I guess, hopefully in the next week or so, if I can uh, get some stuff finalized. But other than that, go check out yesterday's column. It's on realitysteve.com. And if you haven't checked it out to to look at the spoilers for this season, uh, a lot of them. And, uh, again, uh, it is a lot tougher when <laughs> it's filmed in one location. There's, there's no doubt about that. And um, so probably going to face the same thing with Matt James' season, which, uh, as I can report now, it's looking like, as I said, about October 10th is when I'm hearing it's going to start. So next Saturday night, filming will begin. If they keep the same schedule like they have for the past four or five seasons, they're going to release Matt James's women next Wednesday or Thursday. And then um, not all of them will make it on, but most of the people that they release will will make it on Matt's season. And then filming begins next Saturday. And then... Assuming there's no outbreak and there's no COVID problems, they're going to finish filming right before Thanksgiving, and it'll start airing first Monday in January. And we're back to a normal schedule of Bachelor and Bachelorette and uh, kind of take it from there. But I will give you the women of match season that I have already uh, early next week. I only have about seven or eight right now, or maybe eight or nine. I got I to go count again. But it's like eight-ish that I have. Because there's there's one that is on the fence. I'm not sure if they're on or not, and uh, and left to go on. Still trying to figure that out. But I'll release those early next week. And you, and then once ABC releases the full cast list, which is their picture, their first name, their last initial, their age and city. Uh, with by the end of the day, I'm sure I'll have everybody just like we did for. Uh, Claire season when I had nineteen of them and I was like oh, I'm, I'm sitting pretty but only going to need only about ten or twelve more once they release the rest of the cast and they released forty two guys and I had to find uh, twenty three guys uh, and I and I had all twenty three by the end of the by the end of the day so I expect that to happen again I don't know how many I'm going to have by next Tuesday uh, Monday or Tuesday when I release the women or even Wednesday morning when I release the women for uh, Matt season but um, don't expect too much different in terms of the type of women that we're going to get. It's, you know, a bunch of mid-20-year-old women uh, who probably want to be, um, you know, build a brand and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, that's what the show is now. If you're if you're complaining about that, then don't watch the show because you're not going to get 25, 30 women that are all coming on there to marry Matt James. It's just it's not what this show is anymore and if you think it is you're watching the wrong show so let's uh let's get going though well with podcast number 202 it's justine k and natasha scott two black girls one rose okay let's bring them in you know them from the two black girls one rose podcast it is justine k and natasha scott ladies how you doing we're good how are you doing Steve? <laughs> i'm doing good and I've had a request from a lot of people to have you guys on within the last couple months. And that's why I reached out to you. Um, it's taken a little bit to get you on, but we have you here now, which is a good thing <laughs> yeah. because first off, I wanted to ask you about the two black girls, one rose title of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to reference the <laughs> name of, on the internet, where that may have been derived from, but is that kind of a takeoff of where it came from? I don't even want to bring it up for no. someone who has no idea what it, what we're talking about, because I don't want them to Google it. Oh my god!
1: I think I know what you're referring to. Yeah. No, that was not our inspiration. Okay. I think uh, <laughs> it's eerily similar, but uh, yeah, no, I don't want to bring up those those horrifying images. Yeah, no,
0: thank God. Okay. Just making sure you didn't get it from that. It was just, hey, you're two black um, women. This show has roses, yeah. and you came up with that. Okay. There you, go. There you, there you go. go. All right. So I, uh, in looking at you guys and doing a little research on this, I, I saw that you guys, you met at a private high school, all-girls high school, and you guys bonded over Laguna Beach, of all shows, another show that... I mean, I don't even know if they had black people in the background of that show like that <laughs> that was about as white as you can get. How did yeah. you bond over that show of all things? Justine, you go first, Justine?
2: Yeah, um, I think we were in two different grades, and my grade was like pretty segregated. The black girls were only with the black girls and the white girls were only with the white girls, and our private high school was really small. Laguna Beach was a way for me to kind of see how the white girls were, like, partying. Like, when white <laughs> girls would come in, like, hungover and shit, I was like, we're, like, 17. Like, how'd you even get liquor? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, a, a a way to kind of see how these white girls were partying. Um, So it was just, like, an interesting look into a world I would never get
1: into.
0: Huh. Natasha? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just love reality television, and I, you know, grew up on MTV, so Laguna Beach was just, like, my everything, and I don't remember how me and Justine discovered our similar love for it, but I remember after school, we would, like, sit in our student lounges and just, like, watch the episodes together and just, like, talk shit about it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, long-time, like, MTV connoisseur, you know, grew up that generation, and Laguna Beach was just part of the package.
0: When you watch that show, I don't know, like that clearly isn't part of your life and a life that uh, you guys are East Coast girls as well. So Mm -hmm. seeing these white girls that are hanging out on the beach, partying and seemingly never going to school, um, were you you just like, wow, is that like, how did you even enjoy it or relate to it?
1: I think, yeah, as you put it, like, the East Coast, West Coast thing was what uh, jumped out to me the most. Like growing up, going to school, going to the beach, like we, I mean, that's not part of our life at all. So that was kind of fascinating to watch. Even I remember on Laguna Beach, like prom, being asked to prom was oh, a yeah. huge thing. Yeah. I mean, we obviously did prom as well at our school, but there was no like big ask, like the way that they do it on the show. There were like a lot of elements. Um, mainly I think like the East coast, West coast beach living versus like Jesse and I are from the burbs in Jersey. So very different, but, um, yeah, not, not any black people or people of color in general on that show. Um, as you said, yeah, not even in the background. And I mean, we watch a lot of shows that don't have a lot of black people in it and that's just kind of
0: media (laughs) in general. So. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, I, when you guys have started your podcast and I'm, I I don't know. How many years has it been that you guys have had it now?
2: It'll be three in December.
0: Wow. Okay. Now, you've always recorded from two different locations, correct?
1: No. We used to record together, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, Now
0: now it's because of COVID, you do.
1: And, yeah, Justine and I live between New Jersey and New York. We both Mm -hmm. used to both be in New York and record sometimes together. So um, COVID, but also just like our life circumstances.
0: And I and I noticed that um I don't know when it started but you've now basically for Apple podcast you guys release 8 to 10 minute clips and then get people to go to your Patreon uh for your full recaps. When did that start? What was the thought process going into that? You can start Natasha with that.
1: Sure, yeah. So we you know we started late 2017 we recapped our season becca colton bachelor in paradise winter games all that jazz all you know put out for free on itunes and all the podcast platforms um all those episodes are still available um but you know the podcast world of sponsors and ads and all that jazz you know when you're two independent creators you know we are kind of figuring out that world ourselves um, and just couldn't really navigate the world of, you know, being compensated for our creative work. And so um, we discovered Patreon, which is a platform where our community and people who love listening to us can um, contribute and get access to our episodes. And so um, when Hannah B season started, um, we, you know, made a decision for ourselves to you know, switch our full episodes over to Patreon. Um, And then spend a little bit more time just kind of like nurturing our two black girls, one rose community, which is really cool that Patreon kind of makes it a nice, small community, intimate. um, We're able to do um, cool things with people in our in our um, listener base. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of the, you know, how we switched over. I don't know if I'm missing anything, Justine.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's it. And it also allows us to um, really be um free and open with what we say um because we're in just a really mm-hmm. loving and accepting and appreciative community.
0: Mm-hmm. And I will uh I'll link to that for people that do want to sign up that maybe are hearing you uh or that are new listeners to you and don't and don't know how to get to it or whatever. I'll link to that uh as well in the um in the episode nice. notes and and on the website when this goes up on on Thursday. Um so Justine Mm -hmm. When did you guys I know you said you started with Ari's season But were you watching the show long before that And when did you start Watching this whole franchise
2: Yeah great question So um, We have very different relationships With The Bachelor I had never watched it Outside of like trying to know Who was on Dancing with the Stars Before Rachel's season And (laughs) Natasha has seen every season
0: Oh okay (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, so we have very different relationships, but we started watching Rachel's season together, and we watch it together at each other's houses every week, Um, and then started the podcast pretty much straight after that.
0: So, Justine, mm-hmm. you, Rachel was yours first season then? First that season, yep. That was yep. her first season, okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Natasha, being a longtime fan, uh, I was, mm-hmm. you know, um, gosh, you, you had to put up with, I, 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 don't, I, I, can't, I can't remember... <laughs> I can't remember what number Rachel was in the grand scheme of everything. Obviously I know that Claire is is season number 41, but mm-hmm. you know, you had 35 plus seasons of nothing but white leads when you mm-hmm. when you saw it was Rachel, you saw Rachel on Nick's season clearly and mm-hmm. probably rumblings like, "Oh, maybe she has a chance to be the bachelorette." Number 1, did you think Rachel would be the bachelorette? And 2, when she was mm-hmm. announced as the bachelorette, were you like, "Wow, this is groundbreaking
1: Mm -hmm. um so yeah every season i'm watching i'm hopeful any black girl that goes decently past like the first couple episodes i'm like okay maybe this is it um but rachel i did i did know that she was going to be the bachelorette um she is what i mean and we love rachel um but she is what i would call like a digestible palatable black person for a white audience as white as the bachelor nation fans yeah. you know she comes from a uh two-parent household her dad's a judge she's a lawyer very successful you know well-spoken um beautiful and um made it very far on nick vial's season and so finally i was kind of like wow if anyone is going to be Um, chosen by the producers as like, this is our ultimate black unicorn that we've been waiting for, you know, never forget all the other black contestants who would have been great. But um, I I did have a feeling that it was going to be Rachel and I was very happy for that. Um, And yeah, it was a great way for me and Justine to kind of bond and watch her season together. Um, And that kind of kickstarted us into um, at least it kind of kickstarted me into listening more to like bachelor podcasts and you know, discovering the world of you know the huge world of Bachelor Nation podcasts and recap podcasts and um kind of feeling like there was a void there. You know, there weren't any other any other voices of color um talking about Rachel season and, and in a nuanced way. And so that's kind of what really motivated Justine and I to want to kind of inject our voices into this into this space. Um
0: and just, Justine, you Justine, your thoughts on Rachel's season when you I mean, being the first season that you watched happened to be Rachel's. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you had a lot of questions like, what is this? A why, You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what what is going on here? I don't you know, uh, there was clearly yeah. many seasons. But before that, and just watching Rachel's season, what were your initial thoughts of this franchise?
2: Yeah, so I had watched dating shows previously to that. Like, I had obviously watched Flavor of Love, one of the most iconic of all time. <laughs> obviously watched almost every one of I Love New Yorks, including her mom's dating show. So <laughs> I had really gone to, like, the bottom, like, the real gritty <laughs> dating shows on VH1. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, like, the Jersey Shore ones. Like, I had watched all those. So t- t- Tiffany uh, uh, Pollard? Her, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, Tiffany Pollard. Let's call her by her. Yes, her government, <laughs> Tiffany Pollard.
1: Yeah,
2: um, so I had already had like experience with like a dating competition show type thing. Um, but this show being so long and also so popular, um, and like the hype behind it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I get like why. It's this popular, but by the end, it was literally the Super Bowl. Like, me and Natasha had a full <laughs> night. We, like, ordered special food. It was <laughs> so incredibly addicting. So I kind of got got the hype by the
0: end. By the way, mm-hmm. were you into or had heard the spoilers at that point on Rachel's season? Were you following along or no? No. Okay. No. Okay, so you didn't. You didn't know that I had initially put out that she was engaged to Peter, and then a couple weeks into the season, I changed it to to Brian. So you guys guys went through that not knowing Mm -hmm. who she had chosen?
1: Yep, totally blind.
0: Okay. Who were you thinking? Just out of curiosity. Peter. (laughs) Yeah. Peter? Peter. Yeah,
1: just... The way it was, the storyline was crafted, the narrative. I mean, we got to know Peter way more than we got to know Brian. Yeah. Um. And so I feel like they were setting us up for one of two things. Either she's landing with Peter or it's going to be an epic heartbreak with Peter. Um, and so we got the, the epic heartbreak, but kind of did a disservice to her relationship with Brian. Cause then we didn't really get to know Brian really.
0: Mm-hmm. Season, yeah. So. And I know you guys have interviewed Rachel and Rachel has said that mm-hmm. in pretty much every interview mm-hmm. she's done about, Mm-hmm. her particular season is that she feels cheated that mm-hmm. people concentrated so much on Peter that mm-hmm. um her relationship got with Brian got thrown under the rug nobody understands it still to this day mm-hmm. people think she should be with Peter all this stuff <laughs> oh
2: um, my god gotta, that's crazy
0: yeah got to be a little infuriating for her and I get it and she's obviously one of the more yeah. outspoken people but I'm glad that mm-hmm. she actually does speak out uh about it mm-hmm. um do you mm-hmm. have i mean I'll ask you this in Natasha because Justine didn't pick up until Rachel season. But so, Natasha, before mm-hmm. Rachel season, did you have yep. a favorite one or even since then? What what has been your favorite season of this show? Um,
1: Rachel Lindsay, by far, is my favorite. Yeah. Um, I really liked Andy. So Andy Dorfman,
0: um, oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say Andy Baldwin. I was like Andy Baldwin. No, really?
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Bachelorette.
0: Yeah, um, bachelor, Okay.
1: I really liked Andy. Um, I don't know. she's kind of problematic now in my head, but I liked her season. Um, Caitlin Bristow season also really liked, mm-hmm. um, Nick Viall and his messiness yeah. <laughs> joining in, <laughs> in that whole mess. Um, I think those two, which weren't that far behind Rachel. I think I love JoJo's season. I know it's like a very like everyone loves her season, big you know, fan favorite among Bachelorette. But that season didn't really catch for me. So yeah, I take Kaylin or Andy before Rachel.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, Justine, I was going to ask you about you know Rachel's season and your favorite seasons since Rachel's as well. I'm, I'm guessing Rachel's is your favorite season as well.
2: Rachel's definitely my favorite season. Um, but also Hannah B had the best mm. like turnaround mm-hmm. as far as how she looked on The Bachelor versus how she ended up at the very end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sure. one of the be- like in media, in reality T V, one of the best turnarounds I've ever seen anybody do.
0: Yeah. Um, so hers was really good. Do you guys have a preference to bachelor over bachelorette? I mean, this question gets asked a lot, and for women, mm-hmm. it's like because I think the only guys that watch this show are boyfriends or uh, boyfriends of the women who watch it or husbands of the of the wives who watch it I don't think any mm-hmm. straight single heterosexual male is watching this show um you're watching it because your girlfriend or your wife does but um mm-hmm. as a guy i don't i mean I don't take any preference all I care about is that the that the show airs because it's my mm-hmm. income. but I, um, I've um i always looked at it as do women enjoy watching The Bachelor more because they get to critique the women and we all know as Chris Rock says women hate women and <laughs> uh, or do women like watching Bachelorette because they like to you know ogle over the guys which one is it for you guys oof
2: yeah That's tough I would say I like The Bachelorette more because I like to see men put in those very dramatic situations more than women. I think women get put in those situations all the time. I'm a huge Housewives fan. I see it a lot. You don't really get to see men in those very dramatic heightened uh, kind of arenas too often, um, Mm -hmm. especially emotionally. Um, So for me, I like the, The Bachelorette a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I love The Bachelor. I think also, like, in defense of The Bachelor, I guess, I like not what, not hate watching the women, but I, I like getting to know the women. Um, mm-hmm. So, for instance, if we're talking about like favorite seasons again, Ari's season, I mean, we mm-hmm. thought Ari was a complete dud of a bachelor, but he had a great cast of women who I think were cast most likely for a Peter <laughs> Bachelor uh, season. Um, but I loved really getting to learn and meet his cast of women, like the, um, you know, Becca M, Cien. Um, I thought he just had some great women on there. So I, I kind of like watching girls because, you know, afterwards, you know, you go look them up on Instagram, you start to follow them, and I do that more with the women than the male contestants, I think. Mm-hmm. So.
0: <laughs> so I want to switch gears a little bit here in regards to what's happening now. And I'm just curious, before I even bring it up, because I don't want to spoil anything, are you aware of the whole Claire season and what's kind of happening there, or what happened there? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Company, yes. Okay, so you're aware. All right. Yes. Um, Hearing about Taysha, you know, filling in midway through and being brought on as the Bachelorette, before that, we knew because the announcement came by the show that Matt James was going to be our next Bachelor. Uh, first up, mm-hmm. before we get to Matt, let's talk about Taysha for a little bit. Justine, were you a fan of Taysha from Colton season and then on Bachelor in Paradise and her little fling with John Paul Jones? Are you neutral on Taysha, or are you like, yeah, I'm interested to see her?
2: Yeah, I loved Tasia. Um, I think she looks like a Disney Princess. She is gorgeous. She's smart. She has a great family. Um, really excited. Really excited for for her to take over.
1: Mm-hmm. I think we all. I mean, I think a lot. Most people are fans of Tasia. Yeah. Like anyone yeah. didn't like her, so it was odd that she was passed up essentially twice as the bachelor, uh, mm-hmm. the bachelorette. Yeah. Um, for Hannah B. And then uh what else? I guess Claire season. Well now. Um but yeah, I mean who doesn't love Tasia? She's I think also what's interesting, her story, she's been married before. Um that kind of brings some dynamic, you knowness to her to her background and who she is. And I think she has a lot going for her and you know it's a shame that she um I mean happy that she's a bachelorette now but mm-hmm. it's kind of the workaround of how we got here.
0: Yeah and you know we 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 know that Matt season starts filming soon uh, for The Bachelor, and mm-hmm. he is he was announced. God, I'm trying to remember when the announcement was. I guess it was it was before. Uh, yeah, it was before Claire yeah. season started air, started filming. Right, so this is yeah. end of June, mm-hmm. beginning of, of June. July. Yeah, June, mm-hmm. July when a lot was. Um, and this is brings me to my next point. A lot obviously was going on in the country in June, and some people thought that naming Matt this early was in response to what was going on um to Mm -hmm. me i don't really think uh, if if that's what it took to get our first black bachelor hey i'm all i'm all for it like i don't care if it's if it took something like that Mm -hmm. the the bottom line is we should have had one sooner um Mm -hmm. were you bothered by the announcement of matt because it seemingly is in response to what was going on in the country or again do you do you not care you're just happy that there is a black bachelor why don't you start first justine
2: Um, I was pissed. I was. pissed. (laughs) Um, I think that they already had a pretty revolutionary season having a 39 year old bachelorette who has I think this will be her fifth time on the show. Um, They were very obviously riding on the coattails of what um, white media at that time considered a trend. Um everybody now is looking back at these black boxes that people posted and they're like okay well you haven't said anything in 2 months so you didn't mean it. Um and I would include the bachelor franchise in that. Um I thought it was whack. I thought the timing was whack. Um they didn't really they could have just said like we're going to have more black people in the room, you know, if We had gotten to know Matt James a little bit more. Honestly, if you don't follow Tyler on Instagram, you have no idea who that is. Um, So that's very frustrating as well. Like, we cover the show, so we know who that is. But -hmm. for most of the other Bachelor fans, they might not know who it is. So it's even more of, like, a very obvious throw-in as a trend. Um, And just to treat the movement like that, I thought was very careless.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I yeah I had very conflicting thoughts. <laughs> um, you know, initially seeing the announcement, excited like here finally we you know we get a black man as the bachelor. And for me, you know, the initial excitement was just around how big of a deal this is. Um, you know, The Bachelor is a is a huge show. It's a you know teeny bopper kind of lighthearted. Uh, you know, Guilty Pleasure Reality show, but it's a big show that's been on a primetime network for damn near 20 years. Um, And so, and to have gotten away for that long um, without, you know, meaningful representation of people of color in the lead, um, you know, it's pretty appalling. So for, you know, in a, a media world where, you know, Black men are often characterized as violent or aggressive or criminals. Um, you know, to have a major network show, finally, after 20 years of devoiding people of a chance to see Black men in another way, you know, step up and say, you know, here's your Black Bachelor, you know, I was initially excited, finally, but yeah, when you look at how the whole thing played out, the conveniency of the, the announcements, the, you know, Putting out that Instagram post of like, here's Matt James, our new bachelor, but not, you know, engaging in any meaningful conversation around, you know, how the franchise has treated black and people of color uh, contestants in its 20 year history, how they're going to, you know, not just cast a black man, but what are they going to do behind the scenes in terms of casting producers, um, people in leadership positions. Um, to you know, really give a comprehensive support of diversifying the show. You know, not getting that along with the announcement is what made it really um, disappointing. I mean, not really surprising, but um, yeah, kind of disappointing and um, whack. That's <laughs> just the opposite. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I I think the other thing that's getting lost a lot in the whole Matt James announcement is the way they announced him was very quick. Unlike mm-hmm. it, it was unlike any other bachelor announcement we ever had, where there's just this big mm-hmm. reveal. We got, I think we got a tweet the night before saying tune into GMA <laughs> tomorrow, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was thrown together so suddenly. It happens before Claire season started started even filming, mm-hmm. so it was just look. Mm-hmm. I think if, if they, I think if there is no COVID. And Claire's season starts filming in March, like it should have. And Matt is on mm-hmm. her season. There's probably a good chance he was going to be the Bachelor anyway. Um, exactly. I think. Yeah, a lot, I think a lot of people yeah. thought that because when Claire's first cast first cast was released back in March, he mm-hmm. was he was one of the guys that a lot of people were drooling over. Him. Exactly. Um, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I, and the other thing is, I, I I do think the Tyler Cameron thing is, um is almost overshadowing him because if this guy Mm -hmm. wasn't BFFs with the most popular male followed contestant on Instagram in the history of the show, Mm -hmm. I I don't know how popular Matt would be as a bachelor. Um, Mm -hmm. I think his friendship Mm -hmm. with Tyler is playing a a huge role. And I fully expect Tyler to show up on Matt's season at some point because Mm -hmm. they have to, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Those two. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just I don't know. I'm yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I you know, I did you guys ever have Jazzy Collins on your show? No, I listened yeah, to
1: that no. episode of yours though.
0: Okay, so um, I I think sorry. it was Jazzy that said it because we were talking about well, who's in the who in the past could have even possibly been our first Black Bachelor, and there were really only three guys I think that came to mind: Mike Johnson, who finished fifth. Eric Bigger, mm-hmm. who finished third, and mm-hmm. I think there was another one in there that I'm that I'm forgetting. But I think mm-hmm. j- I think it, it was Jazzy. I could be wrong, so I apologize if I am. But mm-hmm. a former guest did allude to the fact that look, we got Matt James, we're happy, but Matt fits a mold of again what this audience would expect from the Bachelor mm-hmm. franchise. You know, he's got a white mm-hmm. mother. Um, mm-hmm. Hearing that he's only pretty much dated white women his whole life, like mm-hmm. there's still that aspect of it. Does that yeah. bother? Does that bother you yeah. at all going in? Yeah, because
1: the the producers know what they're doing. I think one thing that really stood out um, for me about the announcement that just made it seem so, again, just like convenient and calculated, was his Good Morning America um, interview where, you know, he comes on air, they introduce Matt James, and then almost immediately, they talk about his mom, and they intercut pictures of him with his mother.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, his mother's white, and Matt James, he's, you know, obviously biracial. Um, but I would say, you know, just looking at Matt James, had he not said his biracial, he looks like just a black man. But just the the calculatedness of inserting those pictures of his mother, like within Mm -hmm. the first three seconds of them announcing and introducing Matt James to Good Morning America, um, you can see, you can see through it. They're trying to, um, they're trying to, you know, rally to their base, middle America white women who, you know, they haven't given them a black bachelor, um, most likely out of fear of losing them as you know, viewers. And so if they're going to give us, you know, give them a black bachelor, you know, we got to make sure he's digestible and make sure that he'll be accepted. And, you know, his, his, um, how adjacent he is to whiteness and having a white woman, you know, that's an important element for them to, to highlight. And, you know, we saw them do it so clearly on good morning America.
0: Yeah. And I, I just, there's something about it that, you know, I think Jazzy referred to it like when we were talking about Eric Bigger. She's like, "I would love if Eric could have been the bachelor." She goes, "But they would never cast mm-hmm. someone like him as yeah. the main lead because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I just I you know, look, I'm going to watch Matt's season. I hope things go well for him, but yeah. just the way everything came about, the announcement of everything mm-hmm. is like you like you said Thrown mm-hmm. out there immediately. Hey, everybody's got a white mom. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we're still catering to you guys too. Don't forget. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, I, you know, mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, it's the same too. Like Mike Johnson, we love Mike Johnson. Great yep. smile in America. Most of America loves him. Um, but, Same thing. He represents kind of a version of a black man that might still be like intimidating or too black, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. for, you know, black America or for white America. Um, There was a moment on Becca's season, not Becca, Hannah B's season that Justine and I loved. But uh, when when Mike was in an interview wearing a Mm do-rag, loved it. (laughs) White America. Them that might look, you know, a little scarier, a little fearful, yeah. a little, you know what I mean. And so yeah. there's definitely versions of black men that are okay, and the, you know, the producers know that and they know exactly what they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, I, I get it. And obviously, social media plays a big role. We talked about, you know, Matt is popular because ever since Tyler became a name in this franchise. Everyone started saying, hey, who's his who's his hot friend? This this Matt Mm -hmm. guy. Um, Mm -hmm. You've seen the show change, Natasha, because you've watched it for a very long time. You've seen obviously now the contestants that go on the show are very well aware of what the ulterior motives are. Um, I don't think anybody goes on this show Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. love as the number one option. It's more of I get to travel. I get to meet a bunch of new people. I'm going to increase my Mm -hmm. Instagram following. uh, Mm -hmm. I get a two month break. It'll be, a, you know, it'll be a great experience to tell my kids sometime. And, oh, yeah, you know, by the way, if I do meet my the love of my life, you know, it's a bonus. But that's very <laughs> right. far down on the list. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, you, I'm sure you follow a lot of the contestants post-show.
1: Is mm-hmm. it something
0: that, again, has bothered you in the way they cast this show now or the type of people they cast on this show? Or are you just like, look, this is just, this is what it is now?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really so on our podcast, we just um, recently recapped Jason Mesnick season um, yeah. on Netflix, which is kind of a throwback from 2009. Yeah, um, and it felt like we were watching a completely different show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the women there were truly there for Jason. You can tell they didn't really have many ulterior motives, because at that time, The Bachelor didn't really equal any, you know, many other opportunities afterwards. Now you can go on, you can gain hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. You can, you know, go on dancing with the stars. So much comes from it. So I think just watching the evolution, it really, ultimately, it really shows you just the power of Instagram. Mm -hmm. How that's the influence of Instagram. That's the biggest draw, I would think, for a lot of the contestants, the young contestants that go on the show, um, is to gain that Instagram following and that, you know, sponsors and money. Um, And if you take that out of the equation, you know, you have, you know, girls like on Jason season (laughs) who are there for love. Mm So it kind of just like is what it is. It's not even just The Bachelor. It's, you know, many other reality shows you see. People are going on because of the clout and the the things you can get from it afterwards. Um, But yeah, it definitely does kind of take away from the integrity of the show. Um, You know, we're all there watching it because we want to see people fall in love. But then it's kind of riddled now. You know, the cast is riddled with characters who... Are like literally characters, <laughs> you know, trying yeah. to make a name for themselves. So, yeah.
0: And you got Justine? Yeah, it is annoying,
2: I'd say, um, just because the show really likes to follow a recipe. Um, and so they'll have back to back people on there who may even know each other, like the Hannahs, right? Hannah Ann and Hannah G. Yeah. To me, interchangeable, right? Yeah. They're the same. <laughs> And the fact that we had them back to back like that and with such intense storylines and then they're both going to the Revolve trip and they're both getting the exact same opportunities um, is pretty, pretty bothersome to me just because we're seeing the same love story over and over again. And it's exactly what um, Natasha and I and our audience and I'm sure some of your audience too, reality, Steve, uh, are wanting to see something different um, and they just love a recipe so much that they'll just follow it and they'll just be like, Oh, Hannah Ann, you have a friend who looks exactly like you. Perfect. We'll <laughs> cast her. So.
0: Yeah. And we know in the bachelor world, at least the last two seasons, you know, you mentioned Hannah Ann, but the the pageant mm-hmm. girl storyline has become a huge thing. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we saw it with uh, on Colton season with Hannah Brown and Kaylin not liking each other. Yep. Last season we get Victoria Paul and Alea, uh, who have a background mm-hmm. uh, in the pageant world. Um, mm-hmm. I already know one of the women on Matt season is from the pageant world. I don't know if they're no, going to cast. Course. I don't know if they're going to cast her adversary or what, um, but I, 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 I got to believe that she's not going to be the only pageant girl on Matt yeah. season, but um, you know, it's like you said, there is a formula. Um, they're also in season 41 and been on the year uh, on the air for 18 years. So they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, uh, yeah. and we're all watching and we're all talking about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it is pretty crazy. Um, Obviously I know you guys are are huge reality TV watchers, but mm-hmm. Justine, are are there any other shows I mean, what are your bi- what are your big shows right now in the reality world that you are a fan of? Are you watching Love Island by chance?
2: <laughs> oh my god, we are both obsessed oh, yeah. with Love Island. Okay, good. <laughs> that, yep, that's who I was just going to say is actually doing it right. <laughs> They have some really diverse casting going on, and honestly, if they can do it live and during COVID and keep these people separated, like there's no excuse for The Bachelor to do it. But yeah, Love Island is incredible. I love that it comes on every single day. Yeah. I love that there's a black girl on there named Justine who's
0: yeah, in how love. About how about might that? Win.
2: <laughs> like it's incredible.
0: Might win. I, I mean, I'd be shocked if Caleb and Justine aren't voted the
2: winners. I know. Aren't are winning? I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um. So that's one. That that's obviously one that you guys are watching. Uh, but yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're about as diverse as you can get. I think on the initial, let's yeah. see, one, two, three, four, five. There were there were there were six guys and five girls to start the show. And looking at it, uh, let's see, Jeremiah, Trey, and Johnny were black. Uh, mm-hmm. Selly was a person of color. Uh, Justine, mm-hmm. obviously, so yeah, they had half that cast was yep. non-white and. Your top two right. couples on that show are yes. are probably Johnny and Sally and um mm-hmm. and Caleb and, and Justine. So yep. mm-hmm. uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, I certainly think if Caleb and Justine end up being picked as the winners, whoever draws the $100,000 check is going to split it with the other. I'm I'm assuming oh, yeah. assuming they mm-hmm. keep the same ending. <laughs> Johnny and Sally might be a little bit different, because I think if Johnny pulls the check, he ain't, he ain't <laughs> yeah, he's going to bolt in a hor- in a heartbeat. Oh, um, no. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I say that, and I only say that because, I don't know if you heard, I had Trey on the podcast last week.
1: Oh, okay. And oh, yeah.
0: Trey's, I, and this is the first I've heard, because I haven't, I've watched every episode of Love Island, but I haven't been paying attention online to what mm, the to what right. the heartbeat of it is or what the pulse of mm-hmm. this show is. Yeah. And yeah. apparently everybody thinks Johnny is a fraud and basically Trey confirmed it. He said, "Look, he is mm-hmm. he deserves an Oscar for what he's doing because apparently oh, I guess what? he I guess he may have been saying privately he strictly went on that show to win." And what? Yeah. So oh, this whole th- this whole thing about um Asking Sally to be his girlfriend and putting her through yeah. the Yeah. Apparently that's all an act according to Trey. And uh oh yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm afraid if Johnny and Sally get voted uh as the America's yeah. couple and he pulls the money, uh it um there oh is a God. chance that he keeps it and doesn't share with her because that wasn't his plan. But
2: well, his woman. dad kind of ratted him out. Yesterday. Yeah, his dad. His dad oh,
0: coming yeah. out on that show didn't ratted didn't seem out. to do him any favors. Because didn't his, didn't his dad specifically say like, yeah, I would have done the same thing, son. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, his dad
2: was like, you didn't stick with the plan, but yeah.
0: that's cool. <laughs> what? Oh, What's the plan? And I think and I think that might have been a little bit of exposure there because that's essentially yeah. what Trey said. Like he had a plan yep. going in where I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do what I have to do to win. And yep. now maybe I mean, Trey doesn't seem to think so, but maybe you can easily say that in the beginning. But as you've spent five and six weeks with Selly every single day sleeping mm-hmm. in the same bed with her, maybe he's had a coming of uh, maybe he's had a, a a sign sent to him that like, look, you actually really do like this girl. But there's apparently yeah. some stuff going on off air with numerous women coming forward saying Johnny before he All went right. on the show told me he loved me so I don't buy it <laughs> that he's saying oh
1: no yeah. <laughs> oh god
0: yeah. so that's why I think like Caleb and Justine seem to be I mean they, neither of one of them you would have any doubt it would split the money with the other there's no way oh yeah but, for sure oh, yeah. but yeah I, but it's it certainly is an entertaining show I'll, I'll give it that mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is. It is, and it, and I think it's interesting how quickly. I mean, just like Big Brother, they turn it around. I think what we're watching is only
1: yeah.
0: two or three days earlier. You know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great turnaround. Um, but I didn't. I I, I don't know. I watched last season. I w- I was done after about a week and a half. But this season, I've been able to. It's been interesting. I've been able to keep mm-hmm. holding my interest. I'm like, you know, yeah. the, the location being in the same place doesn't really. It didn't really matter to me that they didn't—they weren't out in Fiji somewhere. Um, yeah, no. Just yeah. like I, I mean, just just, just ask your opinion on this. Are you? I mean, you're still going to watch Claire slash Tasha season. Mm-hmm. Do you think Natasha first go to you? Do you think it'll bother you very much that there's no travel and it's in the same spot?
1: You know, I mean, I'm so curious what this season is going to look like. Um, I mean because they're so limited i feel like they have no choice but to get super creative and are gonna put together something great honestly the traveling it is nice to get them out the house and kind of see some other locations but sometimes the travel like the product placement promotion of the places <laughs> that go gets so corny that yeah. i would rather they not <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing, like, what they're going to do. Like, what are the limo entrances going to look like? Are they doing hometown dates? Like, are they going to just move people around the resort and different resorts have different looks to it? Like, I don't (laughs) kind of I am kind of intrigued to, like, see a season without traveling and, like,
0: what they're going to whip together at this place. Wait, 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 wait wait a second. Wait, you mean to tell me that you don't think people saying that they could fall in love in Cleveland, Ohio gets old after a while? (laughs) (laughs) I know. <laughs> the city
1: Virginia,
0: of love in yeah. Ohio, <laughs> Lexington, Virginia, or <are> some <laughs> yeah. And then there's Virginia's for lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, it's just funny because they say it no matter what location they do. I mean, and we've seen mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. where the, where they're filming Matt season was one of the episodes where they filmed JoJo season. You know, in in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. at, at Nemacolin, and mm-hmm. you know it's every city they go to, it's the same thing. This place, <laughs> you know, blank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can so see myself falling in love here. This is a place to yeah. fall in love. It's just like really mm-hmm. you're going to compare Cleveland to the Maldives. I mean, come on, let's just... <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it it'll be interesting. I don't I don't think I think once you're into it and you're you know, starting to see the guys and see their personalities and who you who you like and who you think is a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that mm-hmm. I think the background of where they're at and where they film at will become a non-factor for, I think, most people. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, why can't we see them travel this season? You know? I, I,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think people are more I into agree. the drama anyway, you know?
1: And The Bachelor is, like, the only dating show, at least that I can think of, where they do travel. Every other show, I mean, Love Island, they're in one spot. Yeah. Uh, most shows, they're just in one spot, so I don't think we're going to miss much.
0: I know you guys are into Love is Blind. I never watched that one. You guys both do mm-hmm. that and, you, and watch that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yep. have that one. Yep, and that's cl- and that's clearly in one location, right? Mm. Or
2: yeah, but they go to their houses and stuff. So they go like all the people live in one apartment complex, but they kind of hop around. Then they have a honeymoon situation as well,
0: so mm-hmm. they hop around a little bit. Okay, a so they're they're a, li- they're a little bit, and we have an, and we have a second season of that coming up. I think somewhat mm-hmm. shortly. I'm not I'm not sure, but um. Yeah, I just never got into that one. I know everyone says to watch it. There Yeah. There's the the this what about The Circle? Is that dating or no? That's just a game show more like more or less.
1: Yeah, I didn't get into that one. That was just a game show though. Okay, um, so it's not a dating one. I, I do love Married at First Sight. I don't
0: know if you're watching that. I've I've only seen 3 quarters of one season and I think it was season <laughs> 6. So uh- and i, I just it. i'm just so far behind on it and i know there's a ton of season and yeah i know people love it yeah. um what about married at first sight what about that one
1: um this season it's in new orleans they also did a little quarantine coat like they they film at the end um during quarantine so i'm looking forward to seeing how they do that um but i i love married at first sight because i mean at this point the producers are I mean, half the couples are, like, well-matched and actually have a chance, and the other half are just straight, you know, in shambles. You can tell they're so incompatible, <laughs> and they're doing it just for the show at this point. I feel so sorry for some of the women. Um, there's one woman in particular, can't think of her name, but she's with a guy who is just clearly not her match. Like, she doesn't want kids, he wants kids. Like, this is clearly a deal-breaker. They should have never been matched, and so it's, it's it's a disaster already. But great show. <laughs> great television. <laughs>
0: Um, All right. Well, ladies, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, Tell us or tell the listeners where they can find you guys and everything, anything you need to promote for your particular or your Patreon and everything like that.
1: Sure. So, yeah, we have all, you know, we recapped our Rebecca Colton season, lots of other seasons of Paradise, all still for free on iTunes, Spotify, all those platforms. Um, But we now recap – seasons fully on Patreon. so our patreon is patreon.com slash the number two black girls the number one rose um and yeah all of our social media we're on instagram two black girls one rose facebook all that good stuff mm-hmm.
0: okay come join us yes i <laughs> will uh, i will link to it i will link to it uh in the column to anybody who is interested to go on the patreon support them and uh and do all that, yes. ladies. Thank you so much, Justine and uh, Natasha. I really appreciate you coming on. It's. I'm glad I finally yes. got you on. Ashley Spivey was telling me for the longest time you got to get <laughs> Justine and <laughs> Natasha on. I'm yes. like, yeah, know I will. And um, <laughs> I know I know Ashley's been on your show. And yeah, uh, love it. So again, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah, thank,
2: thank you. you. This is up. awesome. Yeah,
0: awesome. Have a good one. You too. Thank you so much to Justine and Natasha. For coming on. Um, it was really fun having them on. I never had them on before. Like I said, Ashley Spivey had turned me on to them and, and told me about them. And uh, I listened to a couple of their podcasters. I want to get familiar with them. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, they have a business model where they were doing it uh, for free and then decided uh, we're putting a lot of effort into this and we want to make some money. And um, uh, they have a Patreon account. Everything is linked on my website. And you can see that on my website today, uh, where to sign up for their Patreon if you want to donate to their podcast. Uh, I know a lot of you probably do listen to their podcast, so uh, there's no problem with helping out and donating uh, to them. So I appreciate them coming on. I appreciate you guys all listening, as always. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It's certainly uh, very much appreciated, and it helps our, our standings in Apple podcasts. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, next week, early next week, Monday, Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday at the latest I'll release whatever women I have at that point uh, for Matt James' season because I fully expect ABC will release his women, um, like they have the last. Gosh, I want to say five, maybe it's five or six seasons now. I'd have to go back and look, but uh, they're doing it. They release the cast two to three days before the first day of filming, so they can have basically the public self-report anything that they know about the contestants and any bad stories that they know and. Um And usually three to five of them don't make the, the final cast. So uh, we'll we'll see uh, come probably Wednesday, Thursday at the latest, because I'm hearing it starting filming next Saturday night on August, October 10th. So uh, I'll, I'll release uh, who I have probably Wednesday at the latest uh, and just kind of go from there. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Justine and Natasha. That was a lot of fun having them on again. Definitely. Uh, in the future. So, for Justine and Natasha, for Two Black Girls, One Rose, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in to podcast number 202, and we will talk to you next week. See ya!